Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Peter Trigger joins us from Fox, and uh, I guess we don't have anything new. You spend all day looking at this stuff. Was there anything else that was going on, or we don't know of anything else? Yeah, Jets just traded for a cornerback from the 49ers, a guy, Rashard Robinson. He was the Niners' number one corner. He was a Florida State superstar. Uh, that was just before the, the buzzer. I think. What did they give up for him? I'm told a fifth-round pick is the earliest. I can get more on this. I'll, okay. I'll get on. Right, right, but as I was getting on the phone with you, I got this text. So Richard Robinson, I mean, I'm telling you, he's the number one corner for San Francisco. That could be like saying lipstick on a pig there. I don't know what that is. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. But Jets pick up another cornerback for a fifth-round pick. Not uh, bad. Not bad. And, uh, you know, I know the Eagles have been scouring, but it's hard to find a tackle. It's almost impossible. I mean, uh, you know, the, the three trades that happened, you got guys who were sitting out. And then, obviously, we get to the uh, Garoppolo trade, which I think is a – you know, I like Lynch. I think he's smart. I think it's a good trade. The Pats didn't want to trade him. They were going to lose him. Uh, they have salary cap issues. Plus, I think they've come to the conclusion that Tom Brady's not nearly finished, and he got, he wants to play a while longer. Uh, Garoppolo didn't want to be a backup anymore. He won a lot of money. So they trade him, and they get a pick they like because they like those picks in the early second round. They think they're the most valued picks there are because they almost act like first round but pay like second round, so they like those picks. And they can trade down and get some more picks if they need them. They think they need a lot immediately. So it made sense, and I, I think the Pat, I think the Niners found their quarterback. It's a lot of ways to look at it. First of all, you know, in March and April, when we were probably talking about around the draft, the, the Patriots had a lot more leverage, right? But yep. they also thought, let's at least have them in here for August in the first few weeks of the season. But at 4 o'clock was, you know, down the barrel of a gun here. They, there was no way they were going to franchise Jimmy Garoppolo. They couldn't. They did. Yeah. They'd have to pay him twice as much as Brady. The they season. couldn't, and they, and they had salary cap issues anyway, so they couldn't do it. Yeah. So it was, do we let him walk out the door and we risk eight weeks of Brady maybe getting hurt and then, you know, the season being on the, the shoulder of a quarterback we don't know, or do we get something for him? So the Patriots side, that was it. You know, Belichick tried as much as he could to, to eat this out as long as he could, but this is the best solution to it. From the 49ers standpoint, I can tell you, I know those guys. They've been scouting every one of these college quarterbacks, and for them to make this trade, John Lynch, you know, Jed York, all those guys up there who the owners in the front office who are all in on this next six-year plan with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. For them to make this trade tells me they weren't in love with any of the quarterback prospects. That there wasn't that Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, all these guys, didn't blow them over. And furthermore, which I think is interesting, that, you know, they weren't going to bother paying Cousins all this money and get into that situation. So 
they get their quarterback for the future. It's interesting. They also take Mamba. They don't sign him to a long-term deal. So for the listeners at home or in the car right now, basically he's there for eight weeks. What the Niners can do is they can franchise him for one more year, meaning they would have to pay him the average of the top yeah, five. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Salary. Now they can do it, and they can do it any way they want because they have money. But I would pay him. I would if I'm them. I make a commitment to him. I sign him now, even before we sit down, because he's not going to get anything out of these six weeks anyway. It's going to take him a year to learn the system, and he's got no talent around him, so he's not going to. No, so yeah. but here's the other thing, Mike. Well, he doesn't have to sign with him. So if, if right, so that's why I sign him because market. you know what? I don't even know if I how much I want to play him here. I don't want to throw him in the fire and make him have to compete so that he's playing for money right now because. I don't want him to try and get hurt. I, I'd be afraid. I want to make this kid my quarterback. I, I, I'm, I, at least me, I love the kid. I, I want to make him my quarterback. So I don't want him to play unless I can protect him. I don't want him to be playing for a contract so that he, you know, he gets hurt or he does something crazy because he thinks he has to play for his next deal. So I want to take that off the table if I'm them, as long as I believe, which I think they did by their action, that he's a guy that they can you know, uh, win with in the future. Oh, he's the guy. And last year at Media Day uh, from the Super Bowl, there are quotes of Kyle Shanahan being interviewed. And someone randomly asked him about Garoppolo. And Shanahan came right out and said, you know, that draft class, which was Johnny Menzel and Blake Bortles and all those guys, he said, I had Derek Carr, number one. I had Jimmy Garoppolo, number two, on my board. I met him in Eastern Illinois, and I fell in love with him. There's quotes about that. So I love that. But here's the deal with them. I mean, it's interesting. So let's take it from the Niners' perspective. You get Garoppolo. If you play him or you don't play him, let's say they can sign him long-term. And you still go two and fourteen or one and fifteen, they could end up with Jimmy Garoppolo and Saquon Barkley for the next ten years. And I think Kyle Shanahan would be very happy coaching yep. those two. And Garoppolo or trade the pick or trade the pick and get their two back. Sure, get the two back and get something else in the future. You know, the six six year deals for Kyle and John Lynch really gives them a lot of luxury here. What's interesting though, and I and I you know looking down the line with with the Forty ers on this. You make this move, and, and here's the deal. You get him after three years being in McDaniels' system, three years under Belichick, three years learning from Tom Brady. So a lot of people are saying, well, I'd rather just roll the dice and get a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen. You're basically getting a guy that has already been groomed by the best there is. Belichick, McDaniels, and Brady are the best at their respective jobs. In the entire NFL, you're getting this guy with untapped potential right. in 100% Who they loved. Who they loved. Who they loved. Who they the all loved. Loved, 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 loved. Tom Brady loved him. All everybody in New England loved him. They all said he's going to be a, a top quarterback. They all loved him. And now you get him, and now you want to keep him here. And this is why I give him a, what he wants. I give him a four-year deal. They're a million. Do- they're eighty million under the cap. Give him whatever. Not, not whatever he wants, but give him a reasonable, nice payday. And get him to work because now I don't make him have to sing for his supper for this last six weeks with a terrible team. I also don't win too many games so that I'm in a very good position. And I have him the whole offseason studying with Shanahan and learning what Shanahan wants him to learn. They can start their partnership and have it the whole offseason. I have him committed. I don't have them thinking about anything about money. I have them starting to build, and now I can worry about the rest of my team and go to work. That's a perfect situation for these guys. Mike, it's such a good point because because of the new CBA, if they were to sign Garoppolo in March, he's not allowed in the building until July. So you're catching up there when he comes in and suddenly he's trying to memorize the playbook. You bring him in now. He has eight weeks to learn the playbook. He has all of January to be in the building with Kyle. He has all off-season to, to really hone in on it. 
And what's interesting from the 49ers' perspective, this is the biggest win of their season. Now if you're a 49ers fan, and I know the Jets fans kind of are dealing with this too, it's like, all right, we have our quarterback. We are okay losing. We really are okay losing because we know that we have our quarterback. We don't have to win. We don't have to lose. We've got our guy. We don't have to worry about tanking. We don't have to worry about the draft. We have our guy. You nailed it in week nine. So now go ahead and try to win games. If you can, but also let him understand that he's not singing for his supper. That's what I want him to do. I want him to play where I don't want him to take unnecessary chances. I don't want him to have to try to prove something. I don't want any of that. This is a guy who sat on a bench for three and a half years. He's going to be very competitive. You don't want him to do that. Uh, Let him play under control and go about his business knowing he's the future of the franchise. Clearly, uh, they have a plan there. Clearly, uh, Lynch knows what he's doing. They know what they're doing. They're an attractive franchise. Now they have the quarterback. Now they can fill in the other pieces, and they're going to be good fast. I, I, I can see that coming. They have a lot of money. They, they're going to turn things around quickly, and th- this kid will be right in the middle of it. This was a, a, a really – they took advantage of something the Pats had to do. It was a really smart move by Lynch, who has made nothing but smart moves since he's been there. Yeah, and yet they're winless, and we're praising them. And that's Which the is fine, thing. but like, you know, they get they, this yeah, year no, was a give up year. Yeah, year. this was a give up year. There's no question. See, Cleveland's losing, but they're not gaining anything. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not they going still forward. Have a quarterback or any playmakers right. on their team. The 49ers, here's what's interesting. I, just, I mean, this might not be a, a, a great statement for, for the games I've done, but I've done three different 49ers games. I did week one, I did week four, I did week six, and I'll tell you something about 49ers. I've been in that, that room with Kyle and Robert Sala, who's the defensive coordinator. I feel like I know this team as well as anybody. They're still positive. They're so young that they're, like, fighting for it. They're in these games. Even when they got blown out by the Cowboys and got blown out by the Eagles, they're not hanging their heads. So that's a cool deal to be a part of. And this could give them a little jolt. And the fan base, like I said, they've been through so much since firing Harbaugh and Tom Sula and Chip Kelly that now this is, like, finally a big win and a stamp of, oh, yeah, wait, we're going to be relevant again. And they will be. It's impossible not to be relevant when you have Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. And interestingly, uh, the guys who didn't get traded for or the guys who didn't get traded, uh, number one, the Cowboys were looking for a running back. I guess they didn't find one. And then number two, and I don't know what the message would have been here if the Colts had traded T.Y. Hilton. If you're going to trade Luck's big target, I mean, what message is sending him if you're going to trade his unhappy he is unhappy because he doesn't have luck there this year. But, I mean, his unhappy big target, who I gather teams were talking to them about T.Y. Hilton. I guess he didn't get traded, though. Yeah, I I, could, I mean, I don't think T.Y. Hilton was actually as, as much on the market as everyone was making out there. I do think Dante Moncrief, their other receiver, was. I know Dante Davis, the cornerback, was. But, I mean, the, the roster that those Colts, that new front office has inherited, is, is really barren besides for the recent draft picks and a couple guys who got into agency. And when you have, you know, the Golden Goose, Andrew Luck, not out there, it is, it is desperate times for desperate teams. And, I, you know, the Colts didn't make any moves. The Cowboys, I don't know if they were actually aggressively shopping for anybody. I saw DeMarco Murray rumors. That we have one trade. Players. Hold on. What do we got, Chris? Uh, Kelvin Benjamin goes to the Bills for Schefter has that. Kelvin Benjamin. What do we got? Well, for how much? For who? For what? Do we know? Kelvin Benjamin goes to the goes to the Bills. We don't know for what yet. I'll give you the connection there. Brandon Bean is the the GM of the Bills. Uh, he used to be the number two under both Marty Herney and Dave Gettleman for eighteen years in Carolina. So he drafted Kelvin Benjamin. If there have been any, in, in, you know, if there have been any issues with Kelvin and what's going on with his weight issues and all this stuff, if there was any guy in the league who was going to take a waiver on him, it's Brandon Bean up there. 
And obviously, Sean McDermott's the head coach. Yep. He was a defensive coordinator. And Sean McDermott's doing a season. great job this year, too. He really oh, is. Boy. He's doing a coach of the year. I know everyone loves McVay. Hey, yeah, yeah. I say right now, he is the coach of the year. I think, he, listen, McVay's done well, too. And I know everyone loves McVay because he's young and the whole thing. And he's in L.A. But McDermott's done a tremendous job with Buffalo. And listen, Buffalo, at the end, beginning of the season, what was the story? They were trading off all their pieces, right? They were going to give up this year. Well, they really gave up this year, didn't they? Trading off all their pieces. They really Gave they're, up. All, they're all about culture there, which is funny because, you know, Sammy Watkins was the fourth overall pick a couple of years ago. Marshall Darius was the third overall pick. They trade them for, you yep. know, for next to nothing, and they yep. don't blink. They're just, they're addition by subtraction. They're malcontents, get rid of them. They're building something there. And McDermott, I mean, it's almost corny. I, I always roll my eyes when I hear this stuff, but he's got this whole thing called Defend Our Dirt, and he gave each player a little canister of the dirt from Rich Stadium or whatever the field is called now. Uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium, and he gave him a piece of dirt. And, you know, I roll my eyes at that as a 30-something-year-old guy. But these players bought in. They haven't lost at home, and they always take a lot of pride playing in what well. they're doing. They're playing well. And I think they're coming into New York. It's kind of a national game Thursday night. It's on national television. I think you're going to enjoy what they do. It's like a lot of guys who just were discarded by other teams and then LaShawn McCoy. So I, I enjoy watching them. I think they're going to give the Jets all they can handle. Yeah, and, and Jets will play hard. And one thing about the Jets, they've played hard. I mean, they, oh, they, yeah. Yeah, they have played hard every game, so I give them credit for that. Uh, we're talking with Peter Schrager as the NFL uh, gets past its uh, trade deadline. Now the Cowboys, we haven't seen yet that they made anything, so they weren't able to procure a running back if they were looking. They'll be without one for six weeks, just as they were hitting their stride. And they were hitting their stride offensively. The offensive line problems have gone away the last couple of weeks. The ones they were showing early in the season, they've gotten back to running the ball the way they can run it. Uh we know they were getting into the harder part of their schedule starting this week with the Chiefs, uh, so it's at exactly the wrong time. But now they got to try and see if they can stay in the wild card hunt. That's basically what they got to do here for the next six weeks. That's it. Hang in there, stay relevant, and then get in that wild card hunt, and then you get Zeke back for the playoffs. If that's what they can do, I mean, that's how it's going to work. But you know, they play the Eagles in two weeks. They play the Chiefs this week. That's really interesting to me. I, I still, I'm, I'm kind of. You know, not in shock about the Eagles. I think they put a lot of nice pieces, and they've all been working. And together, the quarterback has played sensationally. He's unbelievable. So, oh, he's but played I, be- right now. He's the MVP in my book. I, right now, this MVP. year, he's the MVP. I'll yeah. tell you, Dak Prescott might be number two. He's having a pretty darn good year too. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Prescott and the Cowboys do beat the Eagles, Zeke or not, in two weeks. I feel like the, the Cowboys they come off the bye week where everyone thinks they're melting, and then they just blow out the 49ers and they go winning in Washington. Good wins. I mean, I'm not counting them out, Zeke or not. I still don't. I don't doubt a team that has that offense. This will be a tough week for their defense. This will be a very hard matchup for the Cowboy defense uh, this week. This is not a team you want to play with a very ordinary vanilla defense, and this is Chiefs, very Chiefs tough. Have a short week, though. I mean, yeah, but they're their good at what they there. do, though. I mean, you know, and and the one thing is, you know, they have such a big playbook that. And they know that offense inside and out. And he can run so many different things with what he does. You know, with that, no one runs what they run. And, they, you know, they're hard to prepare for, too. I mean, if you don't know them, they're very hard to prepare for because well, no other yeah, team in the league plays three tight ends and plays that way. They play inside out, and no one else plays that way in the whole league. No, and he's, he's one of the most masterful play callers. And, no, he's a great know, play he caller. The first, yeah. He scripts the first 15 plays, and they're always so fun to watch. And this is a team. 
the Chiefs that for years have been plain and vanilla, and now they're using the shovel pass. Kelsey's unbelievable. Tyreek Hill. We can go on and on. Yep. You know, the Patriots lost to them in the first week of the season. I, I, I would love to see the Patriots, Steelers, and Chiefs, how they finish this season. Because I feel like in the AFC, as good as the Bills have been, and I know there have been some other fun teams around the league, it's a three-horse race between those three teams. Yeah, uh, the Pats, are the, I mean, the, uh, the it's the interesting thing because the Steelers – are the best team of the three this year in terms of both sides of the ball, but it's about matchups. The Chiefs don't beat the Steelers, and the Steelers don't beat the Pats. That's the way. So fun. It's never. It's, it's always been, been that since, way. Since 2011, Tomlin hasn't beat. I think. I mean, honestly, I think it's something like 12 and one Brady versus. Oh, he owns Tomlin. it, and only that he completes 90 percent of his passes. It's ridiculous. It's crazy, yes. and it's. I think it's tw- yeah, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, some crazy stat, yep. and then on the other end of it. Playoffs last year, the regular season yeah, this they own year, them. Yeah. The, the Chiefs just cannot get past the Steelers. No. It's this weird Achilles heel for them. Yeah, so it's an interesting matchup with the three teams. It really is, and uh, that's that, that'll be a, a very interesting game this week. The Chiefs and the uh, Cowboys, right down the line. Uh, Tony uh, so, Romo on the call, I believe. Which would be yes, first, first time Cowboys back. Game. Yeah, first time back in Dallas. Absolutely. So that will be uh, that'll that'll get a lot of attention too. I agree. So the there's no big winner here. Uh, you know, no big winner here as far as this. The Eagles didn't get what they really wanted. It's the Eagles had gotten an offensive lineman, it really would have helped them. I just don't even know where they would have gone for one. You know that? Yeah, and there wasn't many to be had. And if Jim Thomas was still healthy. I, That's I different, yeah. If he, he might have this might have been the year. This might have been the year he might have gotten traded. You know that? I know, and I feel bad for him because you know here he is. He's on this other winless team once again. But you know, the thing with the Eagles, they get this Jay Ajayi, and everyone goes nuts. Oh, that's the finishing piece. I can tell you, I was down in Miami. Ajayi, I saw him on a play where they scored a touchdown with Kenny Stills, and Ajayi had his slumped shoulders. Uh, and I was on the sideline with the reporter, and he came off there mumbling, and he didn't get the ball. Like I don't know. you got to hope that he comes in with a good attitude. They said the coach couldn't think, stand What I heard from someone was the coach couldn't stand him. Yeah, I mean, look, they're all about culture down there in Miami. If you're not all in, Adam Gase has about zero tolerance for that. So for them to trade him for a fourth-round guy who had two 200-yard games, tells you what they thought about his personality in the locker room. So let's just hope that he doesn't spoil the apple cart for the Eagles because they have it 7-1 and one pretty good. You just got to hope that they keep on adding pieces that are good for the whole mix. Yeah, well, you know, that's a, you know, listen, he's, he's just got to be a part-time, you know, he's got to be a piece in the, in the puzzle there. And, you know, that, that's basically it. And, you know, the Seahawks getting an offensive lineman, that, that could help them a lot. I mean, that, that's one piece that could really help them. That's one thing they really need. The Seahawks are still hanging around. That's the one team in the NFC start of the year I thought their run was over where I'd say right now they're still in the hunt this year fun team to watch too it usually it used to be the defensively the way the offense was just enough they have zero rushing game and maybe Dwayne Brown helps out there but I, I mean Mike I was I was watching that game I was home I was off on Sunday I'm watching Texan Seahawks I'm enjoying the Seattle Seahawks this year look like, look like a watch. college game that game it felt like a college game. Russell Wilson throws a beautiful. I, I made the, the comparison. It feels like Jeff Blake throwing those deep balls. It, does, it, it looked like so a college pretty. game. Those the way those two passes. play, they look like it looked like a college game. It really did. It's a really fun team to watch. So you know, everyone's all up on the Rams and McVay and Goff, and I'm 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 subject to that too. I jump in on this because they're the they're the shiny new thing, but. Seahawks beat them head-to-head, and the Seahawks have the same record as them. Seahawks aren't going anywhere. What player are you surprised didn't get traded? Huh, it's a good question. You know, player I, I was surprised did not get traded. I'm thinking around. I thought maybe the Dolphins would have dealt Landry, too. Supposedly they tried. In, they tried. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much of, of truth was to that, but they, he's in the final year of his contract. I also thought the Rams might have gotten rid of Sandy Watkins. He's in the final year of his contract. A lot of teams are still high on him. 
But I think for these teams that are still playoff relevant, and most of the league is, like there's a lot of parity in the league right now. For these teams that are playoff relevant, it's let's just hold on to our pieces and try to make a run here. Interesting. Uh, I mean, there's a, it's a, it's, it's an interesting. This is when, this is the NFL. This Sunday moves front and center. This is their second start to their season. Never have they needed a better start than than right now. They need a little jolt this week. They need a little. They need a little story on the field. They need a little jolt this week. Something good to and happen you know, for them. We always talk about the doom and gloom, but if you look at the teams that are that are that are in the water right now, you still have your Steelers, yep. right? Which is good. You still got the Patriots, which is a big national fan base. Cowboys are streaking. The Eagles are a fun team to, to be relevant. I think the NFL is going to be just fine down the final few weeks. Although, to be fair, they did get beat pretty bad in the baseball game on Sunday, which is unusual. You know, it's very rare for the baseball, other than when they, you know, the magic of the Cubs, uh, very rare for the baseball to get beat. Now, you know, even in the World Series, the NFL usually obliterates the World Series. The NFL, the World Series, beat them in, the, in with the Steelers on, which was I, I found surprising. It really was, yeah. but you know, that's that's Not- kind of the year it's been for them. Not exactly the you know the most exciting game, Detroit Pittsburgh. I'm not going to make excuses, but yeah, sure. I mean, I guess that is surprising. Meanwhile, the baseball games have been absolutely incredible. Uh, they have. I mean, the baseball's gone through. Uh, you know, people like seeing these home runs and seeing all this craziness. They did have a wild game on Sunday, but good thing for baseball. And it's going to be interesting to see the second half of this year. It really, it really will be. What game are you doing this week? Uh, this game, I will not be doing. I'm going to be in. Third, I'm going to be in studio in for Fox on LA uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll be doing the Fox NFL kickoff show. All right. Have a good week. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks.